When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're on the road down here at the Single Barrel in the Haymarket inside the Graduate. Uh, come join us. Come say hi. Bring the uh, the in-laws, the outlaws, whatever you like. As uh, You know what? You get to sleep in tomorrow. Well, maybe not. You get to not work, hopefully, tomorrow. And uh, that means uh, you can come on out uh, uh, get an hors d'oeuvre. Maybe you're just going to get the, uh, the the toe in the water and, and just go on this 24-hour binge of eating. You can do that here with an incredible steak or burger, as Elijah would tell you, uh, and uh, 250 whiskeys to choose from, some cold beer, some fine spirits to choose from as well. We're down here till 6 at the Single Barrel, and I think the uh, the dreaded Hawkeyes will be invading here soon. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so Iowa is uh, in route. It's Nebraska. It's Iowa. Black Friday. We're here getting you kicked off for your Thanksgiving holiday. Numbers to get in, 466 or 800-825-5865. can email chris at hailvarsity.com. We'll hear from Scott Frost in a little bit. Have you done a 180 on whether or not Adrian is back for a fifth season. We'll hear from Scott Frost, lets you decide. Have to dive into some basketball last night. Watch that on uh, on BTN. And, hey, you've won three straight, so that's the good news. The bad news is Tennessee State, despite having a Purdue transfer, uh, led you at half, whittled away a, a 13-5 to lead, Elijah, and you hung on thanks to some key free throws. Uh, is this what you uh, hear? Is this the personification of, well, teaching after a win? Yes, that's what it is. You, you hung on. 79-73 is the Yotes loom on Saturday. So we'll dive into uh, Saturday uh, not Saturday, uh, Nebraska basketball, but, but Black Friday, Nebraska, Iowa. That's important, and it's time for a win of substance. We'll get in there. Uh, Mike Babcock and Mike Schuhart with us uh, to talk uh, this first hour. And the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman. He has Olympic slash uh, Nordic work to do on Friday. So Billy D going to be with us. Uh, at uh, 5 o'clock in a jock talk on quarterback shoulder injuries with our friends from Lincoln Orthopedic. Uh, that is uh, all you need. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. 
or at Herbal Essence. Can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Elijah, you fired up. You, you're ready for uh, – you don't have to work tomorrow, man. Uh, you get a day tomorrow to just be you with the fam. That's big time. My uh, mom and uh, brother are getting back from uh, the happiest place on earth where you go after you win a Super Bowl, allegedly. Uh, they're en route. Uh, we've got time with family tomorrow, and then we hit it hard on, on Black Friday. What's going on? Yeah, i got to decide between now and the end of the show what I want to make for the, fam- for the family gathering. You know, we've, we've all agreed we're making pretty much bringing one or two things. I have locked myself in. I'm bringing one thing, and I've learned there's two Thanksgiving staples that are not going to be on the table tomorrow, and i got to decide which one I want to make. Is it, am I going to go with the green bean casserole? Am I going to go with the mac and cheese? I, I can't decide. Ooh, see, green bean casserole is a classic. I'm not a huge green bean casserole guy, but it feels like Thanksgiving. But others, however. but others are. Well, there's, there's, the thing your is, mac and cheese is good. It's, it's, good. It, it's bordering on great because while you left your tray of mac and cheese at my house after the Michigan State game, I traded you guys some kebabs for the mac and cheese. I just. I kind of looked around in my kitchen. Wife wasn't looking. Junior wasn't there. The dogs looked at me shamefully, and I just took that helping spoon, <laughs> and I just started eating with the helping spoon uh, your mac and cheese. It was incredible. It was fantastic. But I'm going to err on 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 green bean casserole. Just be, and, and that is Junior's. If you just get IV that stuff, he would. He'll make it just on a Tuesday in June, he loves green bean casserole. There, there is some sort of addiction going on uh, with Carson Schmidt and uh, green bean casserole. So that's got to happen. Cheesy potatoes, got to do it. Mm, the it. rolls are incredible. Uh, we have some smoke-infused turkey breasts from our friends at Stoysage House of Sausage. We are snobs about our turkey. So we're just doing turkey breasts tomorrow. And then uh, we're going to go with the, uh, the bone-in prime rib. Uh-huh. On, on Saturday at my mom's. And I will make sure I take a picture of that and send it to you. Yeah, we're, we're going with the uh, the smoked turkey. My dad is going to be smoking up a turkey. Hey, going to be good. Well, the weather's going to be a little colder tomorrow, but you'll still be okay to, to smoke. Yeah, just go stick it out there early in the morning. Just let it sit for, I mean, you can go inside. It's not like you got to go sit outside with a smoker. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know. But uh, so no. Smoker will be going for the turkey. Uh, and we have uh, Brennan in the Facebook comments asking how we cook in the turkey. Uh, I, I leave that to my dad. I know he's been brining it for a few days now, uh, and then he is going to be putting it in the smoker in the morning. That's how we're going to be doing that. I'll be going for the dark meat because I'm a reasonable person. If you like white meat, I don't trust you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> dark meat's the way you got to go with the turkey, or else or I guess it, it makes sense. People who like their, their white meat turkey probably just drown it in gravy, which makes sense. But I, I think I said to you, if you're going white meat, that's that's as dry as the Sahara usually. I don't ever think I've had dark meat turkey. Really? Like legit. I, I, I pick when we've had the big the big bird, the traditional bird where you got the legs and then there's the breast and there's the wings. I've just kind of always, when it's been carved up, I've just picked the white meat. And it's not a... It's not sinister on my part. It's just a. That's where I've gone. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm taking a leg. I am taking a leg. I'm going to be that guy. You're going medieval times, <laughs> yeah. and you're just uh, go after it. Uh, so you know, we uh, we are just going to go oven. I think Brennan uh, at the in-laws, but uh, we we have smoked one before. 
It, uh, my, my brother-in-law brought the bird, Uncle Andy, and we used my smoker years ago. And it was one of the, I think it was the last time it was a 60-degree Thanksgiving. I think this might have been four, five, six years ago. We just sat out on my back patio and we, we let the crown do the smoking. Mm. We just kept pouring crown and watched that bird go. And by the time it was two, we found our way to the, 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 the dinner table, which was good. So uh, we'll uh, kind of take your Thanksgiving suggestions um, Brian says, hey, the white meat is good uh, smoke. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll take kind of your, uh, your, your game plan, your go-to from a side standpoint throughout the show. Can join us. We're streaming here on ESPN's Facebook page here down at the Single Barrel and, of course, on ESPN Lincoln Twitter. Adrian Martinez, uh, an update on him. And so – have you done a bit of a 180 as a Nebraska fan uh, on, A, uh, knowing how this season ended for Adrian, wanting him back, but, B, where you think he'll end up? You know, what's what's the location for Adrian? And we'll, we'll talk to Mike Babcock here in about 10 minutes. As I've done some math on this, Elijah, we'll hear from Scott in a moment, Coach Frost. Let's do this. All right, you're going to have a new offensive coordinator. You're going to have he had shoulder Adrian had shoulder surgery today, four to six months recovery, and anywhere he goes, you're going to compete likely for that job. Okay, I think of the Notre Dame quarterback Zaire, a really talented kid, won a lot of ball games with Notre Dame, but got beat out. Went to Florida State, didn't see didn't see the field. All right. You have guys transfer all the time thinking the grass is greener. They get into a situation and they turn out to be an extra body. They don't win the job. They burnt their their transfer uh, grant. And there it is. Now, I'm not saying Adrian couldn't go to a lot of places and go win a job. I think it's very complicated because of this injury. If he's healthy and he's starting Friday, different story. Maybe the best place for him, and it's not guaranteed that you win the job. you got to go win the job with a portal quarterback or two on top of whatever you see from Logan Smothers Friday, and that, that's your situation. Are there other places where you may have just one guy to beat out? Possibly. But you have a shoulder issue now, a second injury to that, to that shoulder. Your best spot to play college football if you want to continue your career, your career maybe with the head coach that flew across country to, to make you his cornerstone. I, I've shifted a bit from Adrian's going to the best spot for him may be here. And I'm okay with that if he wants to stick and stay and, and do a fifth year. Yeah, and that's the thing is you said if he wants to continue his career, and now when you see it's it's another shoulder injury for Adrian, that's a big if. Uh, you you also got to think about long-term health. I know the guy's a gamer. He's always been a tough guy. He's been a guy who loves football. But whenever you've already graduated, I think he's been graduated for almost a year and a half now from the university. He doesn't need to come back and get more education. He can probably go finish up his master's, whatever, whatever he's doing. Uh, but he doesn't need to come back. He doesn't need to come play a year. We don't know what's going on inside the, the mind of Adrian Martinez. Maybe after getting beat up for four years, he's decided, I don't even want to play football anymore. I'm done. I've gotten my four years in. Uh, I'm going to go continue doing my podcast. I'm going to go talk about the Huskers. Maybe that's what he wants to do. We don't know yet. He, he could, for all we know, end his career. Uh, he could say, I'm going to go try it out in the NFL. It seems less likely now. We know it's a four- to six-month recovery time. He could go try it out. 
Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you uh, in mm-hmm. the sense that Nebraska is still a very good landing spot for him. But I think he's got to know that if he does come back for another year, Scott Frost is going to be bringing in some sort of competition for him, some sort of quarterback competition uh, after a three and eight. Uh, with a one-game pending football season, you got to assume there's going to be competition for him here too, right? Yeah, yeah you have to. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. It has got to be a situation where it's not a a dual-threat recruit with the last name of McCaffrey that you got to placate a little bit because of, of family ties. It's it's a real dude that can come in and win the job and beat you, or uh, based on what you see from Smothers or Harburg. Or you've got Torres knocking on wood here. Uh, let's hear from Scott Frost on Adrian. There's some urgency here with uh, the decision, the timeline, and it's time to lay your cards on the table sooner rather than later with where Nebraska needs to go, uh, number-wise in the portal at quarterback, and also uh, what Adrian wants to do. Here is Coach Frost. Well, I don't think that decision will take too long. Um, yeah, I want what's best for the program. Definitely want what's best for Adrian, too. And I'm sure he and I will have some more conversation. So that was uh, timeline for the decision. More from Frost here uh, on the surgery today. That happened. It was just yesterday. Adrian's watching the Class C championship game and in uh, time to get surgery today. So that was done pretty quickly. For It sounds if it was done today versus being put off, he wants to play ball. I think he still wants to play ball. Where's the question? Here's, here's Scott on the surgery today. He's getting surgery today, so I didn't see him today. Um, but he's been in a good place. You know, uh, Brennan checks in, and, and uh, Blackshirt, uh, Adam Carricker does a great job with his uh, postings and, and his work with the World uh, Herald. Uh, Brennan says Carricker was talking about our offensive line stats this year that could make one think Adrian's ceiling hasn't been met. Uh, I'm ready for uh, a change of scenery, but the O-line needs a drastic improvement. I think uh, Carricker said that opposing teams blitzed 18% of the time but got pressures 44% of the time. We would try and update you throughout uh, Mondays. What was the pressure rate, right? What was the sack rate? Uh, and and we laid out for you just the, the, the totals uh, for number, I mean, 120 plus hurries this season that's not always hits but there was a lot of hits taken you know i think the offensive line and your tackles specifically can be a lot better whoever you bring in on the offensive line they didn't allow a sack against wisconsin now they got nailed for two holding calls that were very detrimental uh, blew up a big run blew up uh, a first and 10 at the 11 so that's an issue, but I think you need to, to, to keep looking. I think they have bodies and talent on the O-line, but Vogel and I were talking about this, and we'll have Brandon on our Black Friday show. Listen, you've got Adrian playing at least this season at like the 70th percentile, and then you have everything else around him on the O-line about the 50th percentile. you got a 20% gap right there, hence you're 3-8. and eight quarterbacks are going to risk it from time to time quarterbacks are going to turn the football over Uh, quarterbacks don't get breathed on in practice so when they get hit they're going to fumble just because they're different than running backs i mean that's part of doing business and every mistake can't cost you a win that's been the case uh for nebraska football in 2021 so pretty interesting here we'll we'll dive deeper into nebraska iowa smothers 
and uh, the timeline here for a win of substance that uh, presents itself yet again in 2021. Uh, we want to see you down here at the Single Barrel here for a road show Thanksgiving Eve. Down here, 4-6, to six, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and we'll spend some time with Mike Babcock on the way. Did you turn off basketball last night, or did you get through it? So I was uh, bowling in my bowling did you league, go? and I had some double screen bowling action. I, so we had the, uh, the, the basketball game up on the TVs at the bowling alley, and then on the phone we had the Class A state title game. We got to watch the exciting end of that one. That goal right. line stand 7-3 to right three finish was nuts. Congrats, congrats to Gretna. Congrats to Gretna. Did anybody throw a bowling ball through said TV watching Nebraska basketball? No, uh, I got close. There, there's, there are some uh, some big Husker fans in the league that we all uh, <laughs> we, we all talk about the game as it was going on. And uh, I got close, but they knocked down their free throws at the end. Uh, it was a little nervous in the second half, but a win's a win. As we said it, uh, to lead off the show, a win is a win. Yep. Uh, Auburn looms. K-State almost took down Illinois last night. And then, oh, yeah, there's, there's Purdue and indiana and the rest of the big 10 great to be with you come see us here at the single barrel some great drink specials 250 whiskeys to choose from mike babcock on the way with hail varsity radio hello listener hey it's chris schmidt with hail varsity radio and i wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the hail varsity radio show Podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, I think we could listen to the radio listen? On Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back into it uh, Thanksgiving Eve down here at the Single Barrel in the Haymarket to Inside the Graduate. You're invited out. Uh, come spend some time before well, the food coma sets in tomorrow. Black Friday, of course, Nebraska, Iowa. We welcome in historian, author, and Hall of Famer with Hale Varsity Magazine, HaleVarsity.com, Mike Babcock. Babbers, you excited for Turkey Day tomorrow? Got some family in town, bud? Oh, yeah. I'm going to see some family uh, today, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah it's, always a, it's always a big deal. Um, and it's always uh, kind of... Uh, you know, I have, have mixed feelings because the football season is coming to an end, and it seems like it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't play in a bowl game on top of that, um, it goes even faster. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a special time of year, that's for sure. It starts out as a, a bit of a, you know, kind of a marathon, and then it turns into a sprint with this season. And the, the end is here for 2021 for – Better or worse, Mike, and I want to get some thoughts. And uh, co- of course, Coach Frost uh, addressed Adrian having surgery today, and you know there's some urgency with the decision, with what Adrian wants to do, and, and then of course with what direction Nebraska wants to go, perhaps in the portal and OC and quarterbacks coach and, and all of that stuff. But d- does Adrian? Is there a Nebraska comp? in your mind, for Adrian, uh, a, f- a former quarterback that, that that you think 
Adrian may kind of match up with or pair up with uh, that as time goes on, we'll kind of shake our head and say, man, he was special. It was just right guy, wrong time. Well, yeah, I think I think we will. I mean, I, I think that he is kind of a special quarterback. And I know, you know, he's, he's throwing interceptions and he's, he's fumbled the ball and he made some critical mistakes. But I also think that Nebraska wouldn't have been in a position to do to come close, you know, like that's the way we're looking at this season. Now, they kept coming close, the Huskers did. And I think that because of him, that's, that's how they did it. I mean, I, he's the guy that, although he had some uh, critical turnovers and mistakes in these games that, that could have cost him, he was also the guy that got him in those positions to, to play that way. So, I, you know, I, it, for me, I, it's not going to have to be looking back. I, I just feel that way that he's, a, he's been a special quarterback, a special talent. And, you know, there was a little bit of adjustment, I think, on defenses, uh, opposing defenses after they saw him play that first year. Um, and, and so he had to adjust. But um, I, think he's a, I think he's really a good talent. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that you talk about that was a special quarterback. Nebraska's had a lot of them. And, uh, you know, I've, I felt that way about uh, Jamal Lord. People probably will dispute that because he didn't throw the ball real well, but he could run it. He was perfect for that system. Or Jerry Godowski, one year, the one season that he played that he was a starter was a special season. You know, you look back at him and say, it's too bad that he didn't decide to uh, redshirt one year because then he would have had the opportunity to do two seasons like that. I mean, there are quarterbacks that uh, Nebraska has had like that, but I certainly would uh, Adrian has been uh, a special talent, I think, in a lot of ways. Mike Babcock's with us, Sale Varsity Radio Roadshow at the Single Barrel Thanksgiving Eve. Michael, what do you believe with, with Adrian? Have we seen the last of Adrian for Nebraska? I ask that because um, with Adrian, if he is to move on to a different program, presumably he's got to go win a job somewhere else. There's familiarity here, even with maybe a, a different offensive coordinator and different language for a, a system. Uh, what do you think uh, the future holds that way? Is he gone or is he is he back? You know, this, the, the shoulder thing really complicates uh, things in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, before that, before I found out about that, I would have said my sense was that he wouldn't be back. But, I, you know, that's just, that's just me. I don't have any great mm-hmm. – I don't have any inside information or any, anything. That was just my speculation. But with the shoulder thing and now the uncertainty, you know, that that brings because you have mm-hmm. to have some confidence in him if he's coming off a shoulder surgery or whatever, it would seem to me that Nebraska would be the place to, to stay, you know, that, uh, that he has – he has a connection here. He understands the system here. Um, and Scott's going to hire according to his thought of what the system ought to be. So it, he's going to fit in well uh, from that standpoint. So because of that, I'm kind of changing my opinion of, of what's, uh, what the likelihood is. My sense is more, more uh, starting to lean toward uh, the fact that he's going to come back. Um, to Nebraska if, if uh, indeed that's what he wants to do is play another year in college. And, uh, you know, I think that would be 
good for all involved. Mike Babcock's with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. And Mike Scott said today that he didn't think the decision would take that long, so I guess uh, we'll probably know here in the next week or two what Adrian's decision will be. But in the meantime, it is Logan Smothers at quarterback for Nebraska. Uh, he's going to be leading him on Friday against the Hawkeyes. What do you believe about Logan Smothers in terms of how ready he is to, to, to lead this offense? And uh, what do you think the, uh, the offensive outlook is for the Huskers on Friday? Well, he's probably pretty excited about it. I, I'll, I'll bet on that. And he's, you know, he's gotten <laughs> in games, um, not a lot of experience, but he, but he's been in those games. So, you know, I, I think that he'll, he'll, he'll be really excited and probably nervous at the start, and then he'll settle down. Um, probably going to see the potential for him running the ball a little bit more um, than than what we've seen here in recent weeks. What I'd like to see is a, a setup kind of like what Osborne used to do, and that is that uh, maybe Scott sets a series in the first half for Hartberg to come in and get a shot, you know, just to get the experience because it's not going to cost him a red shirt or anything. And then, uh, you know, go back to Smothers. That's the way Osborne would do it. But he, but he, would, get the, he would get the second-team guy on the field in a real-game situation when it really mattered. Um, so he'd get that experience. So that's that's one thing I would like to see. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but as far as Smothers goes, again, I think he's going to be nervous at the beginning and excited, a lot of energy, and and, uh, and then he's going to kind of settle down and settle in, and, and we'll see how, how prepared he's been through the practices, how much time he's gotten in practice to really to uh, do what's expected of him. There's a big question, Babbers, on on development, and you want to see that on the offensive line. You want to see that uh, through all position groups, and you saw things stabilize a little bit. At least it felt like guys had a nice feel, and we're in a decent rhythm trying to run the ball against Wisconsin. I think Coach Brown did a great job of getting guys ready. Uh, I want to see that development at quarterback, too. Uh, with just all this practice time that guys have, they need the reps in practice to then translate it to games. And uh, we'll see uh, where Logan and, and, and Harburg may be at. Let's talk special teams because there's four openings, Mike. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of clamoring for a special teams coach. And I, I think back to what made Nebraska fantastic when they entered into the Big Ten. They were 9-10 and 10 wins good. And they had tight games in a lot of those, road or home. And it was a DeMornay Pearsonell, a Kenny Bell, a Fultzy, uh, you know, a Smith. I mean, there's instances where Nebraska, against all odds, played good enough defense, got enough offense, and, and made, hey, their last win over Iowa was special teams-centric. And uh, are you still of the opinion they need a, a dedicated special teams guy or – can they can they just find the right specialists and and just begin executing a little bit better? Well, I saw how Osborne did it, I've, and I, you know I look back and try to see when uh, Bruce Reed is the only special teams specifically special teams coach I can I can think of right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two years of Mike Riley's three here, uh, Bruce Reed was a special teams coordinator. And that's what he did. That, that was his sole uh, responsibility. And he had done that apparently under Riley and previous stops and whatever. They had a connection that went back a long time. The third year Riley was here, Reed was not here. 
and Scott Booker came in. He coached the safeties and the special teams. You know, he handled them both. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe Riley decided that, hey, you know, just having a special teams coach is not the way to go. I don't think that that's the way to go. I I think that you have to – you have responsibilities, and, and, you know, you've got offensive and defensive guys playing on special teams. So when you're working on those things, it's not as if uh, everybody's going to be off doing something else. I mean, they're going to be focused on special teams. So, you know, if, if Mike Dawson is, is working on it and Frost has said some good things about Dawson, um, maybe that's the way you go, that you let him handle those responsibilities as well. Um, part of it is the specialist. You know, Mike Riley had Drew Brown as his place kicker. The first year he was here, he had Sam Fultz as his punter. Like Sam averaged about 45 yards a punt. And then Caleb Lightborn took over. His first year wasn't quite as good as his second. But part of it is specialist. You know, DeMorne Pearsonell uh, returning kicks. And before Riley, you know, he had Abdullah and, like you said, Kenny Bell. And I mean, it... it the right guys to get the job done there, and and Frost has talked about, you know what what Dawson has gotten uh, the special teams to do in terms of some of those kinds of things. So if it's specialists you're looking at, it's not going to depend entirely on the coach there. Probably not to a great degree. It's it's not going to depend on that coach because those guys have their own responsibilities. It's a little bit like. You can kind of maybe show a little bit here and there, but they're, you know they're going to do things the way they do them. Um, so it comes down to specialists on that sense, and I think shared responsibility for whoever has that position. And maybe I'm in the minority on this. I don't know, but I don't think they need a, a dedicated special teams coach. I think that that there are not enough guys on staff to do that. Babbers, real quick, how does Friday go? How you feeling? Well, as I told Elijah, until I found out about uh, Adrian's shoulder, uh, <laughs> I thought Nebraska was for sure going to pull the upset. I still kind of think Nebraska might, but I'm I'm less certain of it than than I was before um, because of because of that situation. But I, I you know, you're going to see the best effort from those guys. You know, uh, Deontay Williams probably not going to play. It sounds like questionable. Ramir Johnson, don't know where that stands, but um, I think that uh, Nebraska will give a great effort and, and uh, will be in a position to, work, to win the game, and maybe this time things will fall in, in Nebraska's favor. Mike, have a great Thanksgiving, bud. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks so much for the time. You as well. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out uh, on the road for Thanksgiving Eve here at the Single Barrel. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Hale Varsity Radio. 
uh, presented by the Nebraska Lottery Roadshow, powered by your friends at uh, Ferris Financial Group and, of course, Aero Brokerage. Excited for the match between Bryson and Brooksy. Uh, we'll get some thoughts on that here in a moment as uh, Mike Schuhart, Wilderness Ridge Golf, joins us. Shuey, how big's the bird for tomorrow? How are you? Doing great. Can't wait for Thanksgiving. Love to just sit down and and eat a lot of turkey, that's for sure. You're going to crush the turkey. How big's the bird? I'm going. I'm coming out here for Thanksgiving. You are going to go with the old uh, the Wilderness Ridge Never fail, buffet style, just incredible things. You guys have been doing exactly. that for years, haven't you? Yes. Hey, I know what my cooking's like, so I definitely <laughs> want to go someplace else. <laughs> That's pretty good. So you're going to get some wild turkey, and you're going to get some real turkey. I love it. That's exactly right. Well, Shuey, let's dive into some football, and, and what are your thoughts here with Logan and uh, Nebraska on Black Friday, optimistic, pessimistic, or just intrigued? I'm going for the optimistic, So, which is not like me. That's very uncommon. But the way I look <laughs> at it is for, over the last three or four years, how many times have we played a team with their second or third string quarterback that was playing and he just lit us up? So maybe it's our turn for our second stringer to come in there <coughs> and light, light them up. it's a nebraska tradition shuey where the second or third team guy does well uh against nebraska they make the the backup look like an all-star shuey took that shot of wild turkey on air it sounds like i know it yeah i should have waited you you all right brother i think he's gonna have a great game he was just thinking about uh he's got one game super excited his chance to come out and show everybody what he really can do. I think he's going to have a really good game. Uh, she was just thinking about uh, Sikowski's performance from that Illinois game. It's just bringing him to tears. It's choking him up. It is. Man. Shuey, we can pause for the cause, and you can go get a drink of water if you need. I'm good. I'm good now. All right. Open Mike Schuart's with us, Wilderness Ridge Golf, Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at the Single Barrel for Thanksgiving Eve. And, of course, uh, Wilderness, man, they are doing the Thanksgiving Day uh, setup right. Uh, don't If you don't trust your cooking, say it's third and eight, like a quarterback throwing into double coverage, uh, <laughs> the the easy completion the yeah the easy completion right, right. so uh, what's what's the the label and you've you've coached a lot of kids between high school and college and even their uh, their first introduction into golf with those divot dogs uh, Shuey what what's the advice for somebody making their first uh, hurrah. Uh, on to, on uh, you know into starting territory or it's their first their first go what what have you used uh, from your coaching background to to get guys ready gals ready for that opportunity well I have a motto that I use with a lot of my kids and it's just go do your job go your, do your job you've been training for however long for especially for Logan he knows he's the guy all week they've been planning going through the game plan repping 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 go do your job just trust yourself 
to do the job that you've trained all week to do. Nothing more, nothing less. And usually if you do your job and you do it like you're capable of doing, like you've done in practice, things will probably turn out okay. It's when they start getting a little freaky and they start trying to do more than they need to and they forget that it's like what they're supposed to do. They're afraid of making mistakes. It's like, no, just go do your job. And your job, you already know what it is because you've trained all week to do that. And you stay committed enough and confident enough to keep doing it. And if you do, usually you'll be just fine. That's a great motto. You look him in the eye, go do your job. Mike Shuart doing his job as uh, Wilderness Ridge Golf. Uh, you know what? There's been some days to sneak out, maybe this weekend as well. And, of course, holidays around the quarter. So uh, the gift that will keep on giving, uh, even Cousin Eddie would sign up, man, the, uh, the Wilderness Ridge uh, membership. Shuey, let's uh, shift gears a couple of minutes here, bud. And do you think bad blood still remains or – are things less tense between Brooks and Bryson for the match? I know that's that's on a lot of people's mind. That's going to be a lot of fun Friday in Vegas. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, they'll, they'll play it up pretty good. That's going to be who can outbomb the other guy. So it's like who can swing as hard as they can and hit it as far as they can and hit some incredible shots that nobody else can hit. I think that's going to be more front and center than anything else. It's like watch how what watch how far over the lake I can hit this and clear the bunkers and get it up by the green. So both those guys will be out there bombing away, trying to hit spectacular shots and outdo the other one. But, but Mike, after what we saw at, at the Ryder Cup a few months ago, do you think that this rivalry is less heated and more of a, a friendly rivalry now? Uh, now that I they've think, had that experience on the same team together, winning the, the Ryder Cup together. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think it'll always be heated because both those guys are pretty uh, selfish, individualistic <laughs> people. So they like themselves a lot. So I, I think there's always going to be a little bit of a little rivalry between those two guys in that way. I mean, they're 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 very about themselves. So we'll make it interesting. Shuey, uh, I was talking to Elijah earlier, and we, we dove into a little Husker basketball. Uh, we'll get there in a second. Who are you Who are you betting on? Are you going with Bryson or are you going with Brooks? Uh, I'm going with Brooks. He, he's, a, he's a little more little more consistent. I'm going with Brooks in that. And he's a little more, I think, down-to-earth kind of confident type. So he'll just go do his job. And he'll do it better than Bryson. Bryson's got a little more showman in him. Bryson may be at the blackjack or craps table till 3 a.m. Thursday yeah. mo- night, Friday morning as well. Yeah, he'll be he'll be flexing and strutting. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, be, he'll be he'll be kissing the bicep is what you're telling oh, yeah. me at the crab's tail. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Shirts optional. <laughs> uh, Mike Schuart's with us, Wilderness Ridge Golf. Uh, Shuey. Um, give me a score prediction and tell me how the construction's going with my swim-up bar at Wilderness. Oh, it's going good, man. They're actually putting tents over them, so that's going to be able to work all winter, no matter what the weather Ooh. is. They got to that point, so, yeah, it's looking pretty good. They're going to get ready to pour the lap pool here in the next few days, the weather being nice, so it's coming along really nice. It looks really cool, so 
can't wait till it's done and people can see what the product is. It's, it's fantastic. So, Huskers 24, Iowa 21. Mike Shuhart is saying Nebraska wins 24-21. Yes, a field goal. I love it. Shuey, best to you and your family. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to come out and see you sometime soon, partner, and thanks for jumping on with us today. You bet. Please come out and see us anytime. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. There he is, Mike Shuhart. We'll wind down hour one here from the single barrel with Hale Varsity. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time here at the Single Barrel Hour One Road Show on uh, your Thanksgiving Eve. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. You know, I'm sending a tweet out. I'm looking and scrolling through my pictures uh, for the Pride of Fairbury, uh, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman. And I've got this picture. I got a screenshot of one of the uh, many commercials. This is not the Jeep commercial. The actor uh, known as Bill Dolman was in. But this is the, the commercial where he was laying down on a mattress. Let's bring in the pride of Fairbury as he'll be with us uh, in the 505 segment. Uh, Bill Dolman with us. Billy D, you can hear us. I like the earbuds. You've got you've got your NBC Sports hat on, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Eating turkey already? Uh, no turkey uh, at my place. Uh, I may go get a, a turkey loaf, but I, I got to tell you, you know, last week when we talked, it was like seventy degrees outside and gorgeous. And I'm looking out my window, and for the first time this fall, this winter to be, it's snowing, Colorado. It's the yeah. latest snow we've ever gotten in. Uh, in the in the city of Denver. now the mountains have already you know got their blankets but uh, yeah we're actually getting snow right now so you're sending it uh, north and uh, south I hope because we've got uh, we got a, a typical Thanksgiving day lined up uh, about 40 and sunny here in 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 Lincoln and and then for uh, of course Black Friday <laughs> why not have 60 and sunshine? Well, what's it supposed to be thinking it on um, for game days? It's supposed to be 60, 50s, 60 and sunny. Yeah, you know, Nebraska's got to do something about that. Games in November need to be <laughs> gray. Um, they need to pull oh, they've, the carpet. They've been gray. Down, you know, like they're they've, grass. They've been, gr- uh, they've been gray. I know, but <laughs> November football should not be 60 degrees. You know, I, I enjoy watching. I think it was, was it, Michigan State and Ohio State last week. It was kind of chilly and brisk and gray. And I'm hoping it's that way for uh, for the big game. Uh, this weekend between Michigan and Ohio State, November, November, especially at Thanksgiving, it needs to be, you know, gray and cold and a little miserable and no HDTV. It's got to be standard death, uh, <laughs> black and white if possible. That's what November football should be, not something in the 60s. Bill, I tell you what, though. I was working uh, the games last year for Husker Vision, and it was just so brutally cold because it was the late season start, so it's home games like the end of December. Super cold, terrible. We got all the miserableness out of the way last year. I I think I personally deserve some warm weather late November games as somebody who's going to be in the stands tomorrow. Give me me the 60s. I don't want the cold. Let let me just say this about the game on Friday. It just brings back into my mind, and I know I'm not alone, and if I am alone, I'm going to bring everybody back into their mind, how inept 
how incompetent, how stupid some of the past administrations have been in the Nebraska Athletic Department that they thought, hey, let's just move that game to, um, I don't know, Saturday at 11. Whenever you guys want to play Nebraska, Iowa, it's fine with us. It's not that big of a deal. I'm scrolling through the channel guide, and I still have cable uh, on Friday. <laughs> and and it's like Kansas State against Texas, Boise State and San Diego State, I mean, South Florida and Central Florida. For the administration at Nebraska to have thought, we don't need to have a major stage on Thanksgiving weekend on Friday was just completely idiotic and just shows what kind of leadership Nebraska's had. Hang on to that passion. A full segment. <laughs> Pride of Fairberry's Bill Dolman, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, hour two from the single barrel. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve right here with Hale Varsity. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity dot com backslash subscribe promo code gbr welcome to hail varsity radio the voice of husker nation insight opinion expertise with the biggest and best names talking nebraska across the state join the show on twitter at hail varsity and at schmitz underscore radio call in at 402-466 espn or 1-800-825-5865 here's chris schmitz Back into it, single barrel where we are at. It's a Thanksgiving Eve road show. A few folks are in here. Iowa is uh, going to be invading here sometime soon. And I love Dan's tweet earlier in the week. How cool would it be to beat the dirt chickens with a backup quarterback? Bill Dolman is gracing us with his presence, not only on the air, but also in front of the camera. Uh, We are streaming live ESPN Lincoln Facebook. Go there to watch us. ESPN Lincoln Twitter. Dolman's wearing the NBC Sports lid. He's got the earbuds going on. Elijah Herbal is uh, back in our studios. Chris Schmidt down here. Uh, Elijah came down uh, last week pre-Creighton. He had a burger. I had a steak. And we watched Creighton uh, jump out to a 47-0 run. I'm kidding. Uh, Bill Dolman shaking his head sadly. But, uh, Billy D., it is awesome to be with you. Thanks for your time. Uh, The mother of all questions, not Adrian's return, not Smothers' performance, not a win of substance, but green bean casserole versus mac and cheese on the dinner table tomorrow. This is big. What gets voted off the island? Uh, It's like not even a choice. Uh, Voted off is the mac and cheese. Um, unless you do it right, <laughs> yeah. and people do it right, you know. I mean, you you if you have the mac and cheese, it's got to be much more of a homemade type thing. Maybe a few extra things put in there, uh, bacon, perhaps some ham, maybe. Uh, but then the then you've got to have it browned on top. So there's a lot of work that goes into perfecting mac and cheese and. First thing that comes to mind is craft, and you can't have that on Thanksgiving. Oh no, no. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. But green casserole, without a doubt, 
I'm a little disappointed you didn't throw in broccoli and cheese casserole with rice because that would be my personal favorite. But the green bean casserole, really, hands down. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I, hey, and I'm not anti mac and cheese. Okay, I don't don't come at me. It's just got to be done right if you're going to do it for a special event like Thanksgiving, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Junior's just nuts, and he make he'll make it. Like he didn't clean his room, but he'll make a green bean casserole in July. He's a whack job, but um, <laughs> I think ob- I mean, objectively speaking, though, mac and cheese is better than green bean casserole. Elijah's, what this gets is, me? This is hurting Elijah what, because what he makes me, really good mac and cheese. Green bean casserole is just like a Thanksgiving institution. Like I am expecting to eat green bean casserole right. on Thanksgiving, and no one yeah. else in my family wants to to have green bean casserole on Thanksgiving. So I'm sitting here like, do I take one for the team, and do I make the green bean casserole? Which like I'm not a huge fan of it, but I like eating it on Thanksgiving simply for the fact. Like nostalgia, it's just it's what you do on Thanksgiving. Right, it's not like you're gonna have stuffing on a Tuesday in February. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna have green bean casserole probably on a Wednesday in March. But it's Thanksgiving. It's a special time, and you gotta have the special food. And so for me, that's why the green bean casserole tops the mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. And I'm right. Let's talk Adrian Mart. Let's talk Adrian Martinez. Sound reasoning by the Fried Affair Barry Bill Dolman with us here on a Wednesday, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. We're here at the Single Barrel. Bill Dolman can tell you how the steaks are. Elijah can talk to you about the bourbon, uh, burgers. Excuse me, I can tell you about the bourbon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm interested, Bill. Here, your takeaway with Adrian from last Saturday, the Wisconsin game to him having surgery today in his future. Let's go there before we get into the game. Tell me uh, tell me what you saw, what you thought, and you know what? It, it could have been a fairy tale or that breakthrough performance, I should say, uh, for Adrian, and now he's going to have to rehab a, an already injured shoulder from before he got to Lincoln. Well, I think one thing that, that comes to my mind is that um, – and I think we've all kind of had in our questions in our mind as to what kind of professional future Adrian Martinez is going to have. Let's face it, if he wants to continue to play football, play football next season, it's going to be at the college level. Will it be at Nebraska? Will it be at another place to have a fresh start, you know, like a Samari Toure who had the one season at Nebraska? A great year. Um, you know, that's, that's the big question. But I don't, I don't see because of the shoulder surgery – the jaw, the broken jaw, the ankle injuries, the history of injuries for Adrian. I just don't see where the NFL is going to say, uh, is this guy even healthy enough to make him a late-round draft pick or even sign him to a free agent contract? We just don't know uh, how his body is. So I, I, think, I think this really says if he's going to continue to play football, that it's going to be in the collegiate ranks next year. And, you know, to be honest with you, I hope it's back at Nebraska. That's just a personal, maybe a heart-tugging uh, desire of mine because I think the guy has played with a lot of heart. Um, he's played, you know, he's a classy guy. There's no question about that. He's represented the University of Nebraska really well. Has he endured criticism? Absolutely. You get into that arena, you know, you're going to get criticized. You know, Tommy was criticized. Uh, Eric Crouch was criticized. Taylor Martinez was criticized. It, it's just part of the deal. It's just that, you know, that 1% is a lot more vocal than the 99% who respect and appreciate, uh, at minimum, Adrian Martinez. And there are probably a lot more people that are big, big fans of his. So uh, I think he has represented Nebraska extremely well. And I'm like Scott. I, I hope he, you know, walks with the seniors 
and that that crowd gives him the respect, the love, the adulation that, that he deserves because he has represented Nebraska football in the way that I think those of us who understand the sport and the program and what it means to us as Nebraskans, he's represented us in uh, in great fashion. You know, well, I think one of the best of all time, actually. But, Bill, let's say that Logan Smothers goes out against Iowa on Friday and is driving up and down the field and, and ends up taking Nebraska to a three-point win, a seven-point win. Whatever happens, he gets it done on Black Friday against Iowa in a performance that looks good for the future. Do you think then you, your opinion could be changed on whether or not you want Adrian Martinez back at Nebraska next season? Well, I think we got to have the quarterback. <laughs> You've got to have quarterback competition, uh, you know, at that position like every other position. Uh, Nebraska obviously has not had – great depth. Otherwise, I think we would have seen Logan or Heinrich Harburg or Matt Masker uh, more this season. Um, I'm disappointed if somebody used to see, you know, guys get, you know, a handful of snaps or quarters of play back in the 80s and the 90s. And so if you had a situation like this, you'd go, well, yeah, we've seen play. We know what he can do and what he can't do. Uh, Matt Truman, you know, the 94 game against Kansas State certainly comes to everybody's mind who knows their Husker history. You know, would would have been better to see Logan Smothers in, yeah, Heinrich in, yep. Uh, but this that's the way Nebraska's played their cards the last uh, the last three months. So Logan Smothers might come in and have the game of his life, but he's going to need the supporting cast around him to play well. That means the offensive line. The, the thing that Matt had in '94 at Kansas State was an incredible supporting cast. All week, that mission leading into that game in Manhattan was kind of like, what's this? You know, those guys knew they were that they were going to win. They were confident, and they knew they could support, you know, Matt and whatever Tom wanted him to do. They knew they had Lawrence Phillips to turn around and give the ball to. Um, I, I fully anticipate there will be times on Friday in which Smothers, Harburg, or Masker will not be in the game, and Nebraska will have Belt, Yant, um, Johnson, Scott, uh, and whoever else is in the running back room, all of them will be on the field at the same time. Nebraska will play all five or six running backs at one time for several plays. That's what's going to happen on Friday. Bill Dolman's with us. Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports uh, Roadshow Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I don't think Ramirez going tomorrow. You might see some some of Yant. You let well, him to running back. Out there just as a decoy. The 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 Wildcat, <laughs> right? Uh, 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 yeah, in in yeah, honor yeah, of, yeah. Of, of the Terminators win. What, did you, what do you think of Ron Brown's work with these guys? I thought the running back rotation was pretty impressive uh, against Wisconsin. I thought Belt did well. I like seeing uh, Marvin Scott. I mean, dust, dust him off. He looked good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> poof, Ron Brown, the ageless wonder, uh, gets that room right. I was waiting to see Jervis Redwine and Iden Hip and Tony Davis getting carries. They were going so deep into the running back uh, pool. Tony can still uh, carry it. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, wait a minute, where did this guy come from? And I, you know, I forgot about that guy. And and then Brody Belt's the guy. And you know, we've all kind of forgotten about Gabe Irvin at this stage. You know, Savion Morrison may have left uh, a week too soon. I, it, Look, I, I think the world, Ron Brown, and in, in my mind, Ron can do whatever Ron wants to do because I think Ron knows best in a lot of aspects of life and, and with what's going on with the Nebraska running back. So they will be prepared to play whoever's in the rotation on Saturday. I, I'm like a lot of Nebraska fans, like, what happened to 
Josh Yant was falling down at the one-yard line in Minnesota. Uh, one too many trip-ups, literally and figuratively, uh, for Scott. I, I don't know. But to see Brody Belt and Marvin Scott get all the carries that they got against Wisconsin, it was just – I mean, it's kind of crazy what Nebraska's running backs – game has been like over the last uh, few of this entire season when you grew up watching one guy and then maybe two or three would also get some carries uh, those days are long gone I would love to see Nebraska devise a scheme that had somebody positioned right behind the quarterback but in front of the eye back I don't know if they could ever utilize a player like that I don't know what you call it maybe like a fullback or something something really weird like that but, you know, you see those guys in the running back spot go hit the hole by an offensive line that's not been great. Well, why not throw Lance Lewis, a Tom Rathman, or a Corey Sessinger in there and let them slam that hole too and maybe brick a few more yards for Marvin Scott or Brody Belt or whoever back there. Bill Dolman's with us. Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, at Bill Dolman on Twitter. We're streaming here. Uh, and can find and watch us here on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and also on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter. So uh, Elijah's back in studio. I'm down here at the Single Barrel for Thanksgiving Eve. And uh, Bill Dolman is, uh, well, he's in Denver. Uh, I can see the smoke behind him. Exiled. Uh, <laughs> Exiled. Uh, you're, you're gritting, Elijah. Well, there's a reason he's not turning the camera on. He's hiding the bong on the table from you. I'm seeing the screen, and I don't want you guys to have to see yourselves in my glasses. So I'm keeping to look down, and of course, I don't want you to see what the eyes look like anyway. But yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> Dol- yeah, <laughs> Dolman's got a seven gallon vat of, of Visine behind him, and he's got a stash of gummies to his right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I did see a bad Cheetos in my uh, in my my food pantry the other day. I'm like, I didn't know where those came from, and um, I guess they're at the ready if they, if need be. But that's not going to happen here. I'll just see it. trust me on that. Dolman's, I will be Dolman's. at the Singbell, enjoying all the food and beverages there, and trying to find a good cigar. And that would probably be the extent of my vices here. I, I tell you what, uh, we kicked off the season down here. Uh, well, actually, it was week two or week one, but week you know following the Illinois debacle, uh, Fordham, uh, and we were we were down here doing a, a Friday show uh, here at the Single Barrel, and we had the biggest stake in America. It was incredible. My words, not theirs, so don't get after them advertising wise. But uh, Single Barrel is awesome, and uh, a few folks are down here uh, getting it rolling uh, ahead of that uh, that in laws. Uh, reconnection tomorrow. Bill, uh, we're going to have to carry you over for a little bit next segment to get into some Oscar hoops. But ultimately here with Nebraska, uh, we've talked Smothers, we've talked Adrian. Uh, let's got about two minutes here. Uh, win of substance, right? And and that's Nebraska's had every opportunity this year, and they've played <clears throat> well enough to win, well enough to lose against a lot of ranked teams. Iowa comes in ranked again. And uh, it's been, you know, 2014 feels like 20 years uh, to, to knock off Iowa. You know, this, this would be, do you agree, uh, a monster kind of springboard as uh, is, is crazy as this year's been, as much drama has been associated with this year. Th- something good like this needs to happen. Nebraska's got to get this done on Friday. Yeah, this would be a great way to go into the offseason. There's, there's no question about that. And a win over Iowa would be, I, I think, more meaningful 
for Nebraska than to go to a bowl game and win or lose there. I think defeating Iowa to close out the season is is significant. Um, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm mystified by the Nebraska Iowa football uh, sequence as I am about Nebraska Creighton basketball. I, I just don't get how it's not more competitive on the win loss uh, column. But you know I think this game for ne- Nebraska. Uh, it, it, the one thing this season, as trying as it has been, I think more people have hope and have belief and have, uh, as the Bible says, a mustard seed of belief that things are going to get you know turned around. The, we go back to some of those awful scores. I think we talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago when we were getting beat 70 to 20 and getting you know steamrolled by Wisconsin and Texas Tech and Kansas. I mean, I mean, people were like, by the time we got to this stage of the season, no matter who we were playing, it was the Big 12 or Big 10, it was like, just get this freaking thing over with and, you know, we'll, who knows. But uh, people have, I believe, hope. And they do see the progress and they do see that this team competes and fights. And I think, I think Nebraska fans believe that they can win. Might be tough. But I think this season, as tough as it has been to endure, has given Nebraska fans hope each and every Saturday and a belief that things are turning around and the luck has to come our way at some point. Well, it's uh, special teams that decide this game specifically as it is the Black Friday rival. It is Iowa. It is Nebraska. It's Hale Varsity. Thanksgiving Eve, we're on the road here at the single barrel. Uh, Be sure to pop on by down here for sure. Uh, with some of your pregame festivities for Friday. We're here hanging out. The, the the beer is cold. The whiskey is incredible. The steaks are big if you're not a turkey guy. I get it. Bill Dolman. Billy D, hang a couple more minutes next segment if that's good. Uh, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, as uh, we roll forward on a Wednesday, Hail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hail Varsity. I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Down here at the Single Barrel, a road show Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. Invited down, we're here till 6. And uh, we're streaming in the Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman. ESPN Lincoln on Facebook, ESPN Lincoln on Twitter. Elijah Herbal and his macaroni and cheese set to put the feedback on tomorrow for Thanksgiving. I'm headed to the in-laws. I love them dearly, but uh, just so they can put up with me, I am bringing them vast amounts of whiskey from uh, the single barrel. Uh, Chris Schmidt down here. Uh, great to be with you. And, uh, Bill, uh, we've hit on Nebraska. We'll get the, the, the prediction here before we say goodbye. But all things pretty relevant covered. And special teams are huge, uh, whether it's a kiss blowing by a field goal kicker or uh, a native uh, Nebraskan that is in the starting lineup in Keegan Johnson. 
to uh, to try and torch Nebraska tomorrow, pay back his home state, or a Noah Fant, or Larry Station. I mean, y- y- you have that that backdrop. I think Nebraska can can run the quarterback. I think Nebraska can can lean on. Yant tomorrow, I think he's back uh, a little bit out of the doghouse. I think Ron Brown's been working with him. So when they ask him to, to run a, you know, a counter, <clears throat> he's carried the ball the last couple of weeks in practice to run a counter versus be told what it is he's been actually doing. And some guys learn that way, uh, which is great. And I think the defense going to be geared up. I think he felt the loss of JoJo last week and he didn't tackle well against Iowa or against Wisconsin. I think he'll tackle better tomorrow. And I think the 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 morale and the motivations huge for a lot of these guys and for Austin Allen as well to go out a winner and send these seniors out a winner. That to me is the biggest backdrop storyline. Obviously Adrian's like right there is is one or one A, but it's it's sending these guys out the right way and it's getting some momentum with a win of substance over a ranked team, over a rival, over a border state to at least get into this coaching search and uh, and recruiting season and then into winter conditioning so 2022 is not a repeat of 2021. This is an important game. I mean, it's not just another game. It is the last game. There is no, you know, one step at a time, one game at a time. This is, this is a big deal for Nebraska and Iowa. It, it's a big deal for them. Uh, no matter what they may or may not say. This is much more than Nebraska and Colorado where they don't care about us except for you know one time every couple of years and they could care less about themselves. Um, you know, I, I would love, I was thinking about this, I would love to see Scott walking, making the tunnel walk with Adrian Martinez in street clothes and JoJo Dolman in street clothes, much like wow. you know, Tom, Tommy, and Mike Minter made that trip on the tunnel against Colorado back in 1994. When Colorado was stomping on the end, flipping off the crowd, thinking they're going to come in and win out, they were one or two or two or three, whatever the, whatever it was, and those buffs came out stomping on the end, and all of a sudden the you know the old the old school uh, stars came up, and uh, Tommy and and Tom and and Mike are walking down, and Colorado just stopped, and they watched, and Bill McCurdy even said, you know, we kind of lost the game right there. Um, I mean, it'd be pretty powerful to see JoJo and Adrian, you know, walking, you know, unfortunately unable to play. I think people would really, you know, enjoy that. Uh, it, you know, you mentioned Austin Allen. Uh, one thing about Adrian Martinez, uh, he he ought to get an agent's percentage from Austin Allen because he has made that guy a hell of a lot of money. Uh, Austin Allen is is on the verge of what of I think is going to be a very lucrative and long-standing professional career. Um, same thing with Samari Touri. Adrian Martinez has made him an NFL draft pick. But Austin Allen, uh, I think, is going to be been awesome. in the first or second round next year. And I can understand why he's moving on. I wish he'd stay. But that guy is one of the best tight ends I've ever seen in a Nebraska uniform and one of the best tight ends I may have ever seen play college football. Brokelex also played well. So Logan Smothers would be very smart to be looking <laughs> – for those two guys uh, throughout the day, and as Bill McCartney famously said in 1994, well, we didn't expect them to, you know, throw to the tight end like it was a trick play or something. Uh, Austin Allen and Volkolek can be can be different makers, difference makers. And Toure, I think, has come back around again and could be a difference maker against Iowa. But you know, Logan Smothers should not go in with a ton of pressure on his on himself. He he does not need to win this game. He just needs to play well play within himself and prove that he was what a four-star recruit and you know he's been a champion for nebraska and he's getting a shot now 
Yeah, Bill, you, you went kind of where I wanted to take this question before we get your prediction, and that's who needs to step up for this Husker offense if they do want to get the win. We know uh, the offense has been uh, explosive at times, bad in the red zone, but now you get a new quarterback coming in, uh, and you can't put all the, the offense on his shoulders as you've done a lot of the season with Adrian, uh, this being his first start. So who is the pressure going to be on offensively to pick things up uh, and to really put the team on their back in order to get the offense moving and uh, be able to uh, score more points in Iowa? Scott Frost. All right. I thought Scott called a great game against Wisconsin. Um, and this is after the coaching change and moving Matt Lubeck and, uh, you know, aside, um, you know, Matt Lubeck did a, a decent job. I, you know, by all accounts, Nebraska's offense has been pretty good throughout the season. I thought the game plan against Wisconsin was one of the best we've seen from Nebraska this season. And I assume that Scott was the one who drew it up and was calling the plays. And I assume that Scott's going to be the one that's going to be calling the plays on his own uh, on Friday. So what he does to maximize uh, Logan Smothers' comfort uh, with the game plan, I think it's on Scott more than anybody else. I mean, everybody offensive line's got to play well. You know, Allen's going to play well. I think Omar Manning might. Uh, factor into this game quite a bit. Uh, like I said, I expect to see six runbacks on the field at one time, uh, several times throughout the game, just, you know, seeing what happens, just for the hell of it. But I thought Scott called a good game against Wisconsin, and a similar game plan against Iowa wins the game. Bill, before we get you out of here, uh, Nebraska basketball, are you worried? Uh, Tennessee State, 70 uh, Nebraska's taken 40% of their shots beyond three-point land. They're hitting 27%. Verge was better. Him in the combo with Derek Walker is nice. They're not defending. They need to give Doc more time uh, in practice to, to coach defense because uh, they've been focusing on offense. I know it's still uh, some gelling that needs to happen, but you got a lot of good individuals with talent, with athleticism, with size and length. But collectively, it's still a work in progress, and uh, your non-cons, not easy. And then the, 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 the conference season's worse. And I think Fred's offense is money. Uh, they just aren't, aren't scoring it at the rim, and they're not hitting from downtown. Are you worried? I, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm worried about, I guess in hindsight, who designed the, the uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena because uh, whoever designed it made sure that Nebraska couldn't make a three-point shot. Uh, those rims need to be more uh, more conducive to Nebraska shooting and then opponents. Hey, you know, I think it's a, it's one of the most athletic teams I've seen at Nebraska since Danny Knee era. Uh, I think they've got a lot of basketball savvy. Um, as I watch that game against Tennessee State and, and other games, you know, I I long for the yesteryears yester of college basketball. I'd love to see this group of freshmen and sophomores grow old together and see them play as juniors and seniors. But, you know, Bryce McGowan's going to be there for four years. He, he probably should be there one more at least. But that guy's talent. That, he's as talented as a guy as I've seen as a freshman since um, Tyron Liu. You know, that I, I, guy can play. But I, I just wish that that group would grow old together, like we used to see in, the, you know, in college basketball back in the 70s, the 80s, and, and even into the 90s. But I, I fear that Nebraska's going to fall into a trap of, lot of recycling where it's going to be you know players in and out every two years so that's the broad picture this that's this year you mentioned the three-point shooting but nebraska is outscoring uh 
opponents at the free throw line, which is this is significant because we've seen some bad free throw shooting teams in in the red white uh, the last few years, or last decade probably. They're seventy three percent right now from the free throw line. They're outscoring their opponents by nine from the strike. That's going to win you more games, I believe. Then they're 26.5%, you said 27, 26.6% shooting from three-point range. If Nebraska can continue to shoot at 73% of the line, that's going to keep them in games down the stretch of the Big Ten. That's critical. Mm-hmm. If that dips below 70 then and they continue to shoot 26%, they're in trouble. But they've got more makes than their opponents have attempts at this point in the season. I, don't know, I know only six games in, but that's a great trend. They've also turning over. What did I see? They're turning over the. They're forcing six more turnovers per game, uh, at this stage. Uh, they got to learn how to rebound. I mean, nobody wants to go crash the boards with this team. Um, that's that's bad, but uh, it's it's it is a confounding team right now. But it is really athletic. It has a lot. Like I said, basketball savvy. Um, and when they're on, they're fun to watch. But when they start clanking around three point shots and not going to get the loose ball. That's problematic, but I think there's still a lot to like about this team that's going to be problematic for other teams in the Big Ten. This might be a Nebraska basketball team that's similar to Nebraska football. They might lose some a lot of close games, but people don't want to play them. And I think that might, might be what we're in for in basketball, but this should be an NCAA tournament team. This should be. That's a lot of work to do. We'll see. Bill, a prediction for Nebraska, Iowa, Black Friday. Let's hear it, Big Cat. Well, I thought I, I heard Schuhart say 44-21, and then you said it was 24-21. I don't know what – I think what I heard is Shuey, more accurate Shuey than said, what Schuhart said. said. Shuey said 24-21, and Yeah, so I thought all... 44-21. I'm like, well, yeah, Mike and I are on the same page there. So I, I can absolutely see Nebraska, but I, I thought 21 was a bit high. So I'm, I'm going to go 44-1. <laughs> 40 they, okay bill dolman with the the uh, unique score again 44 for, for, to 1 for sure, I'll, give, I'll give him the ace i'll give him a give iowa a hole in one but it's only well, one. you roll back this way uh during the summer we'll go see shuey and swing the clubs you got to bring the clubs sometime <laughs> i hope so uh, he'll let you on not barrel barrel and, and have a steak and uh and a beverage or two but uh he'll he'll, uh, he'll let folks. he'll let you on hey, i'll have to i'll hey, have to peek through the me. pay-per-view NBC this weekend, we got football on Friday, the start of the World Cup biathlon season, the greatest sport in the world, starts on uh, Saturday and Sunday from Oosterson, Sweden, so we'll be on the call on the networks of NBC Sports. Dolman will be uh, doing calls in Sweden, auditions later in Sweden, uh, it'll be good. What's the time you're on, brother? <laughs> Well, I know I got a 2 a.m. Uh, call time, but it'll be on. Uh, I guess like 7 a.m. Uh, Central or 6 a.m. Uh, some. It's just an ungodly hour when the sun's not up. But there are many years throughout the course of the of uh, uh, the week, and, and uh, I love the sport. It's, it's a great sport. And Chad Salmon and I are on the call, and uh, look forward to the start of the World Cup season and calling the Olympics for NBC. That's awesome. Announcement there on uh, in February. Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, Bill Dolman, at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Billy, do you have a great Thanksgiving? Uh, appreciate you, brother. And go Big Red. Go Big Red. There he is. We'll wind down here, hour two here from the single barrel on Hale Varsity. 
Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe, promo code GBR. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a caught preteen Swedish boy. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday ahead of Thanksgiving. We say hi to Dr. Brandon Seifert, Lincoln Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon, you got all the uh, the cranberry and stuffing, and oh, do you have the turkey ready? Absolutely, buddy. We got the smoker all ready to go. Maybe do a little smoking this week. It should be good. How about yourself? You know, I'm just going to go uh, up the road to the in-laws, and we've got a smoked turkey breast, and then we'll get together with my mom and, and uh, hit it up on uh, Saturday. And, and I think we're going to do prime rib. We'll do a little audible and go that route. So, yeah, we're getting some uh, some vintage Nebraska weather to, to get the smoker fired up and ready to go, man. It's going to be good. Awesome. Oh, that sounds terrific, buddy. Let's uh, get into a topic quarterbacks hate, and that is shoulder injuries. And, Dr. Brandon, what's the recurrence of shoulder issues uh, when it comes to throwing shoulders for quarterbacks? Say you've had a labrum issue in the past or a separation. You know, how often? to guys have to go through uh, go through problems again with the same shoulder the same region where you're where you're going to throw the football you're throwing on yeah you know great question a great topic too um you know somebody uh, myself take a lot of take care of a lot of sports medicine athletes a lot of shoulder injuries especially in our throwing athletes um you know as you look at this you know as we're talking about you know thrower shoulders football shoulders the issue that happens here just anatomically speaking so shoulders a ball and socket joint on the socket side of the shoulder we call that the glenoid there's a ring structure that sits around the socket called a labrum it's kind of a, a rubber ring structure it sits around the socket acts as kind of a bumper to keep kind of the ball centered among some other uh, functions uh, but what happens is in our contact athletes we're talking specifically here about football players as you have contact or as you're doing athletics and you kind of get your arm or shoulder in certain positions with throw what happens is, is that ball portion kind of repeatedly bumps up against that bumper of the labrum. You can start to have some wear and tear in that labrum. If it's traumatic enough, you take kind of one individual hit to the area in a certain, have your arm in a certain position, you can knock off a portion of that labrum. Or basically what happens is, again, that labrum is a ring structure that can peel off of the socket. Okay, and then once that happens, you know, if it happens repetitively, then it starts to heal at different levels. It tends to kind of heal at a lower level. So now you have kind of a, a smaller bumper in order for that shoulder or that ball portion to kind of go over the top of to dislocate or become unstable. And that's typically what happens in our, you know, thrower shoulders or, or you know, contact athletes like football players. So to fix that, it's a, a surgical intervention to fix that. It's it's done through the arthroscope. So a couple of tiny poke holes and essentially we go in and have to sew that labrum back down on top of the socket. We want to bring it back up to the level it was before and then secure that to the socket. Then over time, that'll heal back to the bony portion. 
that's the goal of it. After that happens, of course, you go back, you contact sports, you start putting new forces through it again with throwing, and of course, that starts to sustain some wear and tear. And then, of course, you take a big enough trauma or hit, you can you know, tear through the sutures or you could re-tear that labrum. Mm. Um, you know, what's the, the risk of doing that? And studies out there show anywhere from probably some, somewhere from 5% all the way up to maybe even 17 to 20% mm. can recur with, you know, high-level contact sports, especially think about the size of these folks running around in the football field, taking hits from linebackers as a quarterback. That's probably a little higher number than what we say in the studies. So that's essentially how all that happens, um, you know, from a recurrent standpoint. Again, it depends, you know, when you had the original injury, how after how far after that original injury did you have surgery the first time kind of determines you know how well the tissue heals you know kind of long term would be some factors to consider dr brandon seifert's with us lincoln orthopedic center at jock doc wednesday we're talking uh, shoulder injuries uh and recurrence with quarterbacks so it, it's a couple it's a double-edged sword it sounds like you have the 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 cumulative effect of, of just wear and tear and hits and hits and hits and different falls and you know bracing yourself and then also just the the wear and tear of of throwing right and you know if you have a a second issue to the same uh throwing region the the right or the left arm you know what what can be done by the athlete to get back to i guess ground zero or normal form to have enough umph the velocity as a quarterback throwing the football so you have enough steam on that throw yeah, you know, it brings up a really important point as we as we think about labral injuries in the shoulder and how we fix them and you know, what is the kind of final outcome of fixing them. Well, what happens is, is the reason you're fixing a labrum is either A, mechanical, they feel like there's some clicking, popping, mm-hmm. uh, and there's pain associated with that. The other part of that is stability. Patients come in, they complain of, hey, my, hey doc, my shoulder's unstable, and that's because the labrum is torn. And so what happens is you exchange stability, so you go and you fix the labrum and bring about stability, that makes the shoulder tighter, and that also can then essentially change your mechanics as a thrower, which could, you know, A, decrease your velocity, obviously change the mechanics, and you potentially could become a different kind of throwing athlete. And so a really, you know, unique athlete in this setting is a quarterback who's a thrower, but is also a contact athlete. And so that that makes it really challenging to, to fix these folks because you want to tighten up their shoulders, the goal, fixing the labrum. But in the process of doing so, you also tighten the shoulder, which makes it difficult for them to, to throw, have the velocity. So all those things are huge factors of quarterbacks that are, are different from, say, you know, the lineman who has this injury or, you know, the running back, the non-throwing athlete. Um you don't have to worry so much about kind of the throwing mechanics down the road. And so those are things you worry about and they're different. Um, so when you fix these folks and you tighten them up, uh, especially our throwing athletes, it takes a while to kind of get the velocity back. Um, their mechanics always are just a little bit different than they were before. And, and from a velocity perspective, you, know, you look at the data that's out there and they tend to be different. Um, can you get back to the same level or continue to progress? You can, and there's studies to support that. Uh, but it's not as high as, as other things such as, you know, like ACL uh, reconstruction and essential return and Tommy John surgery, that kind of stuff. Um, the return to play rates at that position after having that kind of surgery is lower. Dr. Brandon, a thought on, on recovery and, and rehab and what's the timeline here to get back to, to throwing back to normal, air quote, so to speak? 
Yeah, and so if you look at it just from a contact perspective, getting patients back to contact sports after label repairs, non-throwing type, um, somewhere in the order of four and a half to four and a half months up to six months for your throwing athletes, you're typically going to limit them from throwing up to almost six months. Sometimes studies will say go longer, go seven or eight months before you let them go back to throwing. It's it's kind of it's a different. Uh, kind of recovery process. But in terms of, you know, hitting the weights hard, kind of releasing them full go in the weight room and strengthening and working out, that's typically going to be around four and a half to five months. So that's, uh, that, that is extended and extensive though. When we talk about just getting back into the, the throwing motion, right. Uh, after, mm-hmm. yeah. after the surgery and after the rehab, Dr. Brandon Seifert's with us, Lincoln Orthopedic Center at Jock Doc Wednesday. We're talking shoulder injuries, to throwing athletes, uh, quarterbacks specifically, and, you know, a recurrence of a region if you have shoulder issues. Dr. Brandon, um, is there lingering pain or arthritis, uh, about 30 seconds here, that could linger with this? Yeah, there sure is. Obviously, you know, we've talked about change in mechanics. As the labrum heals back, you can develop some scar tissue in the area. Scar tissue can create pain. It can also create kind of some mechanical symptoms. Um, that used to be the older uh, stitching material we used to use. We used to have, you know, knots that would form when we would, you know, sew it back together. We're now using different techniques, kind of knotless suture now. So there's less suture in the shoulder, so less of a chance of mechanical symptoms from that. But those are the things that occur. And then, of course, the arthritis is the big issue long term. Instability in your shoulder, that ball portion kind of crashing around, banging around the shoulder does lead to arthritis. Um, and, and these are the, the young athletes that you know we'll see that maybe are 18 to 22 that have pretty significant arthritis in their shoulder at that point just from all the instability. So it is a big problem for sure. Dr. Brandon, have a great turkey day. Thanks again. Okay, guys, you take care. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, Hale Varsity uh, Thanksgiving Eve road show here at the Single Barrel. Uh, folks are streaming in here and getting some dinner. The Hawkeye semi truck is here. I have Niles Kinnick staring at me on the side of the semi. The Heisman winner for Iowa in the 1930s, the product of Omaha. Keegan Johnson will be on our minds, of uh, course, with. Another native Nebraskan hoping to make a dent against the big red in the black shirts. Do we have Keegan queued up? Let's hear from Keegan. I know Scott Docterman kind of highlight him. It's very rare for someone Keegan's age to make such a push for playing time. He has done it. Amazing talent. And uh, Keegan is trying to keep it even keel for Black Friday. I mentioned earlier trying to treat this like any other game and it kind of sounds cliche because obviously it's not any other game just because I have a history with um, 
you know, the basketball program. But um, right now, I'm really just locked in on playing this game and being focused and not listening to other distractions because I feel like sometimes I can hinder the path of getting prepared for the game. So right now, um, the team's just getting ready to play another game. And obviously, you know, a storied rivalry with Nebraska, and we want to win. So that's kind of just the main focus right now. <laughs> Dude's money. I mean, he is, he is an awesome talent, but he is... He is uh, mature beyond his years. Reminder to buckle up. You're on the road. You're seeing family. You're seeing friends. Get there in one piece. Go see your loved ones. Uh, be sure to buckle up. 70% of people in fatal crashes in the, excuse me, in Nebraska not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, a seatbelt can and will reduce risk of fatal injury by up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash. Buckling up. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Uh, Brennan says Dale and Brennan from Step Brothers have a remedy for shoulder pain, but I don't think it's appropriate here. Ben Gay, absolutely. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Brennan. Uh, Elijah, happy Turkey Day to you, man. Crush that mac and cheese. Crush that, uh, that green bean casserole. Do you eat have the dark a, meat? Eat the turkey. Do you want to do a steak and a beer before we get out of here in one of the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving Day games tomorrow? I think they all pretty much suck. Yeah, they're I mean, the really game terrible. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be. I mean, they'll be great games probably. I don't know. We'll Stretch look, on the great. Well, they'll well, be look, close. Look at the first game. The the first game is the Give Bears. Me, let's the talk Bears Mississi- inept let's offense talk, against the let's talk Lions. Mississippi State. Mississippi. Let's talk Mississippi State. Mississippi. That's, That's the game. That's the game tomorrow night. Uh, get on down here to the Single Barrel. They uh, serve breakfast every morning at seven. Uh, you need something to clear the cobwebs tomorrow morning. Bang! Right here. I uh, need something to clear the cobwebs, get your, your pregame going. Uh, single barrels where you need to be. We'll be back here for Nebraska-Michigan basketball on the 7th of December. And uh, we're going to go see our friends uh, Greg and Seth uh, at, uh, at uh, the bar for a Black Friday double shot, uh, 9 to 11 pre uh, on Black Friday ahead of Nebraska-Iowa, and then, of course, Real Red Reaction. Single Barrel's been so awesome to us this football season. We love them dearly. We want you to try an amazing steak, one of their 250 whiskeys, their incredible menu. Uh, Elijah will vouch for the burger. I did offer him a steak. <laughs> get what you want. But uh, get on down here to the Single Barrel. Uh, steak and a beer. You want the, the one-and-a-half Pirate, or you want uh, the, the Visor and Lane? Give me uh, Ole Miss is an underdog, and I'm seeing it as two here. So let's go plus two for Ole Miss. Give me that. You can stick with the Pirate. I'll take the Pirate. I will take the Pirate. We will talk to you Friday morning, 9 to 11, special Hail Varsity. Take care. God bless. Thanks to all of you for listening, and, and have a great Thanksgiving. A Huda Media Production.